to Sundoku Book Club, where we finally get around to the books that have been sitting on our shelves for forever. I'm Emily Miner. And I'm Leith Nelson. And this week, I finally get to talk. I don't know why I'm saying finally. <laughs> I haven't read this. <laughs> the <really>. long-awaited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with bated breath for Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris. Okay. The David Sedaris. Again, I don't know who that is. I've heard the name. (laughs) (laughs) I just, we'll get to that a little bit later. Because I was really, I'm just going to be upfront about this. It was fine. (laughs) I barely got through a quarter of it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. So, here's the thing. Well, okay. I'll start with a little background. Very quickly, I think I bought this in college. Not positive. I have a vague memory of picking this up at the normal public library in normal Illinois <laughs> uh, library sale. Gotcha. Um, on the other hand, it has a half price book sticker on it <laughs> from 2016 that says $1. <laughs> So, you know, (laughs) I used to frequent, there really, there aren't, I have not seen a half price books in Kansas, and that doesn't mean they don't exist, but Uh there certainly isn't one in Manhattan. Right. Which is a real bummer, I have to say. (laughs) But I used to frequent half price books quite a bit when I lived in Illinois. And so, I'm like, 2016, I'm... I'm going through this live, folks. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I just had this realization that maybe I got it there. Because 2016 was my second year of grad school. I don't understand. Like, there's no way that this sticker could have gotten on there (laughs) unless I had bought it post-2016. Because the sticker says December 31st, 2016. Oh, my. So it's probably so 2017 maybe I was that like you bought home. it. Yeah, like maybe I was like home for Christmas or something. And like I went to Half Price Books because I used to get Half Price Books gift cards. So maybe that was it. So what I'm saying is <laughs> I could have had this book for anywhere from three years to six, seven, something like that. You probably haven't had it for seven years if you have a half-price book sticker on it. Right. But that was... All I'm saying... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're right. That was my initial thought, though. But obviously, that's incorrect. So maybe around three years. You're right. Mm. Uh, Also, fun fact, when I opened this book up Uh for the first time two weeks ago, (laughs) (laughs) not three years ago, I found... An official receipt from a U.S. bank account. Somebody in 2008 uh, got $170. So, good for them. Hear Their me out. available balance was $632. So, $170 was probably like... A big deal. A nice thing, yeah. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. You've bought this book twice. Once. <laughs> and then you sold it. Because oh you're like, oh, I've never read this. <laughs> I sold it to Half Price Books. And then th- three years later, I was like, 
I'll go to half price books and I bought it. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. Yeah. I'm clearly forgetful, so <laughs> it's plausible. All right. Um, okay. Are you still using that as a bookmark? It looks like it's about yeah. a quarter of the way through. Yeah. All right, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the dealio. Um, <laughs> I likely bought this book, A, because it was cheap. And B, that's a terrible thing to start with. Why would I start with that? Because it was cheap. Because I spent a dollar on it. Uh-huh. But also because I don't think I've made this super clear on this podcast. Probably because I end up reading this particular genre pretty much right away because I like it so much. But I like a lot of like nonfiction essays. I'm really into that sort of a thing. <clears throat> Um, I don't know if I read all of them in, like, bound. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I don't know if I read them all in, like, bound book form, but I like that genre quite a bit. Um, And while you don't know David Sedaris, Mm. I feel like in the, like, 2010s, or even, even slightly before that, David Sedaris was just, like, on my radar all the time. Mm -hmm. Not entirely sure why, but I have, like, this strong memory of that as, like, this really, really popular um, and, like, critically popular um, essayist. And I think that, like, this is the book that really, like, sort of made him soar into that popularity. So called Me Talk Pretty One Day. Um... And I don't know. I'm just, A, I don't know why I waited so long. But mm. B, I'm so confused as to why I didn't really like it. Okay. Um, because, as I said, this is something I usually like. Right. And there was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing offensive about it. It was fine. I just don't care to continue reading it. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, like, I would say that my... Okay, so I, I read five out of the 27 essays. Gotcha. So, you know, if you really want to, like, burn me in those <laughs> iTunes, criti- <laughs> like, uh, reviews, feel free. Or burn me on Twitter. I... I welcome it (laughs) because to be honest i probably should have given this more of a chance okay to enjoy it but i just don't care to (laughs) (laughs) um because you know you think and like you know 10 minutes ago i was doing a little research on this book aka i was on wikipedia (laughs) and I realized that apparently this book is split into two parts. And the first half is sort of about like, it's like essays about his childhood growing up. And then halfway through the book, chronologically, he moves to France. Mm -hmm. And the other half of the book is set in France where he lived for quite some time and he might still, I'm really not sure. And I think that a good part of the book was actually written while he was in France. So... Um, you know, like, I didn't get that far. (laughs) And now I'm really wondering, like, what am I doing? Should I have just pushed through? 
Should I have, like, if I had gotten to the second half, maybe I would have liked the stuff. I didn't even get to the titular essay. Mm -hmm. There is an essay in here called Me Talk Pretty One Day, and apparently it's about him taking French lessons. I didn't even get that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I would say of what I did read, mm -hmm. my favorite essay was probably the very first one, which is called Go Carolina. Okay. It's about David Sedaris in elementary school um, growing up, and he is sent to a speech therapist mm -hmm. who works at the school, and I think she's sort of contracted and works at several schools in that area. And she he's sent to her because he has a lisp. And so the essay is sort of about him and his relationship with this um, therapist who... I mean, I don't think he, like, hates her or anything, but, like, she clearly has an agenda to get rid of that lisp, and he clearly has an agenda to not get rid of this <laughs> lisp. Um, and it's also sort of about, like, him being gay and talking about how, like, the part he, he, I don't know if there was, like, this consciousness about it as a child, but sort of at least in retrospect of, like, you know, the sign on her door for, like, speech therapist might as well have been, like, like, come here, like, future homosexuals of America <laughs> <laughs> um, so that I can, like, get rid of your terrible womanly oh, lisp. Gotcha. I didn't um, even make that connection. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, anyway, um, it was good. Like, I read it and I was like, oh, good. I'm going to like this. And then the next four I was just really ambivalent about. And one of them was really long and unfortunately reminded me of Rent, which is not a good association <laughs> for me because I hate Rent, uh, the musical, uh, to be clear. And um, so, yeah, just eh. Um, okay, so the one I'm talking about is called 12 Moments in the Life of the Artist. Um, so sort of split into like four little bits or four, what am I talking about? 12 bits. So it's about like him doing, what did he call it? They're like, hold on. I'm going to have to find this too. Okay. So <laughs> he talks about sort of like trying to do this sort of bohemian artist thing in New York City, doing performance art, or what he calls, like, pieces. Um, he's going to do a piece. Mm -hmm. um, that sounds very performance artist-y. Yeah. Um, where, like, he will... I don't know. I'm making things up right now, but it's the same thing. Like, he'll, like, go on stage and, like, pour a jar of tomato sauce on his head and then, like be on the floor and doing something and then somebody's like in the background making an animal noise <laughs> and and then it's supposed to be art and everybody goes home and is like whoa that was so deep and he talks about how he's on methamphetamines this whole time okay. and everyone he knows is addicted to speed and 
Then his dealer leaves New York City and everyone's like, what are we going to do? There's no more speed. And in my head, I'm like, you couldn't find someone else to deal you speed. But like, no, they're just like all going through withdrawal at the same time. Wow. (laughs) And like he does this, he's like desperate enough to like, he gets a straw and he like sucks up like shit on the floor of his apartment into his nose just because like in case there's like speed dust on the floor and there is this really great line about like anything that was on the bottom of somebody's foot went up into his nose (laughs) um and he gets clean and he stops doing that and it's just kind of weird and I feel bad, but like, it just made me think of the, have you seen Rent? No. Okay. So there's a part in Rent that's, I honestly, to this day, don't know whether it's supposed to be satirical or like serious. Is this the one that had the doctor from Discovery in it? What do you mean? Is this the musical... Oh hey, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Uh huh. So. Yeah, he plays Something the main Rapport, character. Whatever his name is. Yeah, I don't know if that's his name, but but yes, um, he plays the main character, gotcha. Mark, on the original Broadway, um, potentially in the movie. I don't remember. Um, so there's this scene where somebody's doing a performance art show. And there's stuff about Diet Coke and Sudge Cow jumping over the moon. And it's really dumb. And it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's totally (laughs) void of meaning. (laughs) But you're supposed to be like, like if you say, oh, that didn't mean anything, you're just not thinking hard enough. You just don't get it. And it was just fine i mean it's fine i this this is the thing i don't want to be like that was stupid because like it's his life Mm -hmm. like this is nonfiction. it's not just like random stories um but also like i just don't i didn't really like find anything interesting about it yeah um i just feel so bad like (laughs) Normally, it's you that's like, "Eh, I just didn't really like it. And I feel like most of the time I'm reading stuff for this podcast. I just happen to be reading things that, like, I overall like. Yeah. I think Um, you've had a better track record than I have. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I just feel so... My review is not going to do anything to David Sedaris. (laughs) But for some reason, I just feel bad. Because, like... This book got rave reviews. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be really great. And so is a lot of his other stuff. And you're saying this is like what got his start. like Right. And I'm just bored. I'm just bored by it. Mm. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not bad. It's not like, ugh, this is, you're a terrible essayist. <laughs> but I'm just not caught up in it. I don't know. It's not what I expected. Mm. So I feel kind of like bummed a little. I'm not sad, but eh. And I just don't really, I don't know. 
I kept thinking like I should finish it or I should at least like get through a few more chapters like for the pod, you know, do it for the pod. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know what? This podcast has been like a really good motivation for me to, obviously it's the whole point, right? (laughs) Like it's been good motivation for me to read things that I've been putting off. But on the other hand, I don't think that I need to feel obligated to read something that I'm not really enjoying just mm-hmm. so that I have something to talk about. Yeah. I think we all know, dear listeners, that I could talk for about an hour on just about anything <laughs> at minimum. <laughs> so I don't really need to read more just to fill up time. <laughs> Is what I'm saying. I can already do that just by reading 70 pages. So that's kind of the episode today. Sorry. All right. I think I will say if to alleviate any guilt mm-hmm. you might please, have. Please do. Is that I literally today mm-hmm. finished reading uh, a book you know that I've been reading, but no one else does because... I bought this book like a month ago, and I'm reading it on time, um, called Apartheid Israel, which is a collection of essays talking about Israeli apartheid. Yeah. Um, and I also really enjoyed the very first essay called uh, Palestine Journey, which mm-hmm. was just about a reporter, I can't remember what they officially do, but just talking about going into Gaza, having to go through a bunch of like checkpoints and everything, and coming back out. Very good, very interesting, very depressing. Um, it was good. And then uh, after that, I've described it to you as every single chapter is, all right, let's define apartheid and then examine in what way Israel and Palestine, like the way Israel treats Palestinians is apartheid. And it's like, okay, cool. And then the next chapter is the, the same, same thing, thing. Yeah. and the same thing. And I pushed myself and read every single one, and I finished it today, and I feel like, man, I could have stopped about, like, chapter three. I'd, I'd have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is good. It's important stuff. Like, I don't disagree with anything I was reading. Uh-huh. But I'm like... This is all I, sounding very familiar. <laughs> I got the picture. I really enjoyed the first one. Um, enjoyed is maybe the wrong word. I really, like, felt the first one. Yeah. And then all the ones after that, I'm like cool great yeah i don't feel anything once i finish this other than i can finally delete it off my kindle (laughs) yeah that's the thing i don't know i guess i still have this lingering wonder of like that second half of the book and it's not like i can never Mm -hmm. go back to it like maybe i'll skip the rest of the first chat like sec like half's essays Mm -hmm. and go on to the france bit but maybe i won't well you could also i'm guessing if this this is such a popular or renowned book, you could probably just like look up a review or two and find out what are the top three, yeah, and read them and enjoy them and like be That's done. That's true. Like, and honestly, like some of these essays are also online because he like published them other places oh, okay. before they got put into the book. Gotcha. Like the titular essay, I just found it online, like published somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Anyway, David Sidaris's life is not going to be ruined by this lukewarm <laughs> review. Um, fun fact, although I'm 
sure a lot of people already know this, but Amy Sedaris, comedian, is David Sedaris' sister. I was actually thinking that. I was yeah. going to ask. Yeah. Just fun facts from, from my brain to yours. There are a couple funny things in here about his dad. His dad pops up a lot in the hmm. in the essays that I wrote, <laughs> writ, wrote that I read. Your, your David Sedaris. <laughs> yeah, secretly, <laughs> I'm secretly a uh, gay man who went to speech therapy when I was a child. I've been living in France for the past right, five years. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, there's there's some funny stuff about his dad because his dad really likes jazz and he like really mm-hmm. wants all of his young young children to be jazz musicians. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know, man. <laughs> That's the episode. <laughs> For real this time. Yeah. But I mean, you know, now you and I we've learned a lesson. Yeah. Different in different ways. Mm-hmm. But now you know, and I know, Just stop. no obligations. Yeah, whatever. Read what you want to read, people. Okay. Don't push yourself to do anything. <laughs> it never, it's never good. Yeah. Stay in your comfort zone. Right. And stay in your lane. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much to... <laughs> no, you got to ask about the next video. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What are you reading next time? I am reading uh, Boudin Nights by George Alec Effinger. Boudin. Boudin. Probably mispronouncing it, but I think it's a made-up word, so. Okay. Or at least as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Cool. Fantastic. Yep. Um, as always, a big old thank you to Velt Punch for letting us use their song Fighting Pose from their album His Strange Fighting Pose. And also, check us out on Twitter at Sundoku pod um and please go leave us a review drag me in the comments (laughs) um tell me what are you even doing on this podcast if you're not even gonna read the whole book my god um i want to hear it i i want to be dragged (laughs) (laughs) this is getting weird (laughs) uh leave a review leave a comment chat us up yeah and we'll talk to you next time All right. Bye-bye. Bye.